morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic, but it's a little late in the day for us to be recording. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, we, did I say good morning? <laughs> of course, good. that's how you start every podcast. Well, it's 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you know, <laughs> did, did the listeners need to know that? Well, no, but... It's morning uh, somewhere, John. Yeah, definitely. Korea or something. I don't know. Australia? Uh, you know, it's about to be summer in Australia, Ray. How about that? Is that just blow your mind? It's. It took me years and years to realize that the earth is tilted in such a way that the southern hemisphere has the opposite season as the northern hemisphere. Years and years? You mean like into adulthood before you... Yeah! Did you not take basic uh, scientific I mean, I probably did in high school when, you know, I wasn't there half the time. I don't know. All right. Um... Yeah, I mean, I always knew, you know, it's the opposite, you know, whatever. That You're not a flat earther, are you, John? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, but it just blows my mind to think, okay, let me take you through this scenario real quick, Ray. I'll try to make this oh, God. fast. All right. So we've got the earth, right? Yeah. You've it's got, on an axis. It, it's tilted on an axis Correct. and how it rotates, right? Or, you know, everything's relative. It, it, it may not be tilted. The whole universe is tilted. <laughs> <laughs> the whole solar system. But so the Earth is spinning around, right? Yeah. And it's at some speed. Let's say, you know, whatever, 200,000 miles an hour or something. Who knows what it is? <laughs> we would get flung off of That's it. That's not point. Because of gravity, we don't. It's but not spinning it nearly. Well, it's spinning one rotation every 24 hours. Correct. Well, what's the circumference of the Earth? Because that's how much it spins. Right. What is that? Let's Google that real quick. Oh, God. Circumference, Earth. Is that pi r squared? 25,000 miles. Okay. So I was uh, tenfold off. <laughs> it's 25,000 miles around the equator. Okay. And it makes one revolution every 24 hours. Right? right. So it's spinning. You divide that. What is that, 1,000 miles an hour? Divided by 24. So yeah. 1,000 miles an hour. Okay. Kind of makes sense when you get on a plane and you go against the rotation, but then you have the atmosphere and the air that's kind of pushing in. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's all uh, convoluted. But so, so take this first principle: the Earth okay. is spinning around at a thousand miles an hour, right? Right. Now it's rotating around the sun at however much. You know, it goes does one of those every three hundred and sixty-five days, right? Which, however long that is, however yeah. far that is, you could figure out that speed. Then the whole solar system, right? The sun is spinning around the Milky Way, okay. right? Now the Milky Way is spinning around the center of the galaxy or the universe, and it's, and it's all and it's all expanding away from each other simultaneously. So, like, if you try to figure out, like, when you're sitting in a chair right here in the studio, it feels like you're sitting still, right? Yeah. No, you're like flying in 20 different directions yeah, all at once. You are flying in 20 different directions all at once. That is for sure. <laughs> I am a witness to that. Really blows your mind, doesn't it, Ray? Uh, yeah. Did your mind head just blown. explode? Yep. All right. My, I, I don't even know if I can go on with the podcast. You know, part of the reason, I guess, that uh, I thought of all that is I, I normally I have a Surface Pro that I use as my daily computer. Right. As do you. Yes. I think the company provided them for us. The yeah. Uh, they need to. So I got a new monitor about a week ago. And the thing is, I don't know, probably 64 inches across. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here on my desk. No, I don't know. It's probably 20. Four inches. 20. Yeah, I'd say 
22 he's bigger monitor. than a 19. Yeah, yeah. He's probably 24. Jeez. That's a, that's a nice size monitor. It's like a, a sun right here in front of me when I have a white Google page up. <laughs> it's a miniature sun blaring me in the face. So that's what brought all this up is that you felt as though you were staring into the sun. Yeah, and it kind of, it, it's a big monitor here. Then I've got my little surface monitor here that looks like, kind of like the moon circling the earth. Yeah. And it's all it's all relative, right? Oh God! I never needed a big monitor, mm-hmm. and now that I have one, I will probably never be able to live without it. My head hurts. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not it's sure a, where I am. I'm spinning. Sp- Things are spinning. John is all <laughs> over you, the place. <laughs> are you getting vertigo? <laughs> I think I am. Yeah. Have you some more beet juice there? Yeah, that's my that's my health drink right there. Yeah. But it's super reds or something. Yeah, you know, at 104 years old, I'm still pretty active, and it's all <laughs> thanks to that. My favorite thing, though, is you know how uh, have you ever seen that movie, um, Grumpy Old Men? Yes, many years ago. Yeah, it's got uh, Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Yeah. Walter Matthau always wears that hat with the ear flaps that come down. Yeah. And then the front part that folds well, up. Yeah. And it's real furry. Yeah. I just want to know, where did you get yours? My 12-year-old daughter bought one of those over the weekend. Or we we bought her one. I don't know if it was this weekend or last weekend. But, yeah, furry on the inside. She loved it. She wanted it. We got it for her at uh, REI. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that those was on the last podcast. We talked about you getting your Chicago Bears to Boston. Those are coming back in style. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was the, the shopping trip cool. where she bought that. Uh, what do you call those hats? If I knew, I would have just said the name oh, instead okay. of describing the movie. Yeah, and the you character. described it anyway. <laughs> so, because you're very know. animated, John. Yeah, well, it's entertaining for the listeners, right? Oh, the, we hope. You can tell by our, the way that our listenership has skyrocketed. Yeah, recently. yeah, this is why. It's the Christmas holidays. People can't get out and see their family. Just finished Thanksgiving. Yeah. Do you get together with? Family over Thanksgiving? I did. We did a social distanced uh, gathering. Okay. Yeah. I had a friend of mine said he lives near his mother, and he went over there, and he said, yeah, none of the other family members, they all decided to have their own within yeah. their families yeah. Thanksgiving at their individual houses. So he's the only one that cares about the matriarch of the family. He said he he hopes that they do this every year. Because his mother had made all this food, and it was just him and her, and you know, I mean, just a lot of leftovers. Oh to be God, had. yeah, he he uh, he was very pleased with the outcome of right. the uh, no arguments over politics nah, or right. current events. Although yeah. he and his mother are vastly diverse, really, in their political viewpoints, as am I. With your mother? Yes. Okay. So, so you understand the sentiment yeah. there. So we just don't discuss but, it. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll typically goad her with his views. Oh, really? But he said this year he just you know, he just sat there, enjoyed his time with her, and ate and ate and ate. Let me tell you, there's one thing that I have come to uh, determine during this political season, you know, this five years or whatever that we've had oh, of God. political turmoil, is that... What is in my control in that atmosphere is very, very little. Yeah. I get to cast one vote every couple of years. Yeah. That's about the limit of my control. So the rest of it, you know, like the old proverb, I'm just going to accept it and go with the flow and, you know. Okay. 
The patriot you are. <laughs> I love it. Well, no, I think it's the zen in me. Okay. It's just, you know, hey, to God be the glory. His Amen. plan hopefully is working according to how he wants it to happen. And therefore, who am I to... And nothing is good or bad. It all just is. <laughs> right. right? Who, who is yeah. the... the... The Just float down the river. Who was the guru that uh, you... That was Sad you know, Guru. The Sad Guru. Yes. <laughs> S-A-H-D-G-U-R-U. Okay. The Sad Guru. You well, and the Sad S-A-D-H. Guru. S-A-D-H. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Either one. All right. So, so yeah, I, I feel like it is the Monday after Thanksgiving and... I feel th- like it is too. No, I feel like through last night, through Sunday night, <laughs> I did nothing but eat... Yeah. Since Thursday, all the way through. You Sunday. look like you put on forty-five pounds. I feel the like I week. put on at least forty-five. <laughs> I mean, pies and turkey and stuffing. And you know, what my favorite part of Thanksgiving is mm. my family all knows this. Uh, the uh, cranberry sauce. It's the thanks. It's it, so we usually the Thanksgiving meal, right? Around lunchtime, if you will. You know, one o'clock or so mm-hmm. and then later that evening making a sandwich yeah that is turkey stuffing cranberry sauce all packed in between two pieces of bread yeah i enjoy that actually more than the thanksgiving meal itself and i put a lot of salt on my turkey when i make a oh, sandwich i no. put some mayo on there mayo yeah and then a whole bunch of salt yeah, like where no. you can hardly eat it oh god no i'm not a huge uh, really? salt fan no I think it makes the turkey taste so much better. Okay. I don't know. Well, I, I, it's that turkey dressing, cranberry, and Do you mayo. put a little gravy on there? Nah, I usually just throw some mayo yeah. on the slices. A little gravy on your sandwich might be a little over the yeah. top. Yeah, it'd be tough to faced. pick up and eat. Yeah, but... Then you might as well make a plate. <laughs> that, that is. I, I enjoy that. I would dare to say more than the Thanksgiving meal itself. Okay. And uh, you do a full turkey so the sandwiches last you a while. 24-pound turkey this year we had. <laughs> and I was the one who carved it. And I, I got lots of compliments on my carving ability. Yeah. I think they only complimented me so that I would continue to have to be the one to carve the turkey because nobody else has any interest in taking over those responsibilities. Yeah, you're getting a lot of notifications there, John. I don't know John. what the hell's going on, but I'm going to mute this new monitor. Apparently, it's... Uh, I, I have no idea what website I'm on. Oh, it's LinkedIn. Oh, okay. I'm getting LinkedIn messages. Congratulations, James Allen, on your promotion to uh, GSM, and he likely will be a GM here shortly. Okay. Uh, at any rate... Moving on, so welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. We appreciate you listening. And we hope you'll join us again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, our topic du jour today, Ray, what would that be? Um, You forget? No, I don't forget. I don't know how to condense it to just a simple, I'll I'll just, you know, the whole thing is becoming your customer's go-to for everything in your industry. So in the car business... Becoming that go-to person for all things car-related. Right. If you're a salesman, 
I, I like to have some indicators here. We watched a short little video that sparked this subject. Yeah. And I think one of the ways you can tell if you have reached this plateau, this status, is if you're a salesman and your customer is calling you about service or right. parts issues. Yeah. Then you've accomplished that goal. Yeah. If you're a service writer and your customer is calling saying, hey, I'm thinking about trading my car in, that you've accomplished this goal. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we're talking about is becoming the car guy right. to your clients. Now, what, what are the benefits of that? Why would someone want to do that? Uh, yeah, because you have instilled in them that when they think things related to their car needs, yours is the first name that pops in their head. Right. You're their car guy. Yeah. And I think that builds trust. It obviously shows rapport. Uh, and I think it makes, if they're going to come back to you for the service you provide, whether that's sales or service or parts or whatever, it, it's going to make closing that deal easier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> because they're going to say, Hey buddy. Right. Hey old pal. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's and, do some and business. As we know, a repeat customer is 70% more likely to buy than just somebody in off the street. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, take the extra effort. Now it does require extra effort. Yes. Yes. You're, right. You can't that. just say, hey, I want to be your car guy. And then when they call you up and go, hey, you know what? I'm having a little problem with my car. Well, you got to call our service department. Yeah. Uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you think I work in service? <laughs> do I look like I work on cars? <laughs> I sell cars. You see this suit I'm wearing? Yeah, I, I've been guilty before of somebody calling me for an issue that's really not my department. And I say, oh, yeah, I'm going to hook you up with my buddy over there in that department. They're going to take care of you. I'll tell them you're calling. Here's their number. <laughs> right. Well, that's it's not the way to handle that. No. That was a mistake on my part. That was. Uh, yeah, the proper way. What is the proper way? I, I would say you get hey, off you know your what? ass. Right. Let, you, let, me, let me go talk to somebody in service and see if I can't set you up. And then walk over the, the 200 miles all the way over to the service <laughs> right. side of the dealership. Right. And yeah, but and it does more than just provide that higher level service with your customer. It also please expand on that builds rapport with that service advisor because if they're calling you, it's not just because they need an oil change. Right, there's an issue, and that service advisor is going to be uh, much appreciative of you getting him together with a customer who may have a service bill that would be lucrative to him. And, and I think it's in how you portray it and how you think about it yourself yeah. and how you portray it to everyone else is if you walk, if you're a salesman, say, and your customer calls you and says, Hey, you know, I got a problem. I want to get it looked at, blah, blah, blah. If you go back to the service department and go, hey, man, I've got this customer he bought from me. Could you do me a favor, man? I really want somebody, you know, to take care of him because it's a good customer of mine. Yeah. You know, will you just hook me up and kind of do this for him? Well, that's different than walking back there and saying, hey, I've got a great customer. Yeah. Does a lot of business with me. I want to recommend you. As his service advisor. Yeah. Yeah. And even say, when should I tell him would be the best time to come in? Yeah. Now you continue to provide that higher level support back to your customer because he goes, all right, well, tell him to be here tomorrow morning, you know, at eight o'clock. Great. Now that advisor has an appointment and he doesn't have to do, or she doesn't have to do anything else. You go back to your desk, call that customer up and go, hey, 
I got you set up with Mike or Jill, and they're going to take care of you. Be here tomorrow. Can you be here by 8 o'clock tomorrow? Perfect. I'll let them know you're coming, and just ask for Mike, and he'll take good care of you. And by the same token, if you're a service advisor or parts person, and and somebody says, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just want to trade it. You know, I'm not sure, or, you know, whatever. If they bring up buying something, you've got a commodity there. You have valuable connections and information to give to a salesperson yeah and you know you can build you can either say hey do me a favor and you know kind of help me out with this or i've got an opportunity for you yeah would you like to be the guy yeah (laughs) Yeah. right i think any any salesperson that doesn't build relationships on the service lane is missing tons of opportunity and the office. <laughs> you got to take donuts to the office every now and then. Right. Preferably uh, jelly, not hey. those stale glazed. All right, you've lost me. But uh, moving on. Uh, so, and this isn't unique to the car industry. No, right? absolutely I've, I've not. talked about the guy who uh, in IT field, and he would even charge his customers an extra line item just for him being their salesperson. In fact, the company he worked for, which is probably, I mean, they probably did, at the time, $60, $70 million in, in business a year. And he was responsible for like 75% of the business. Wow. One guy. Yeah. But he really was that all things considered person. When people had anything to do anything, with IT, they called him. Any of his clients, they called him. Right? right, I mean, he was their go-to. They, they didn't call the company line. No, they called his yeah. cell number. Hey, yeah. can you give me through to a service tech? No, they called him directly, yeah. and he set that expectation with them and followed through on it. Right, and it, it doesn't matter the industry. You want to achieve that level of I am your industry-related expert. I am your go-to for anything you need. I mean, you know, work with people in the landscape business. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, how much more trusted uh, advisor to them are you going to be if you say, hey, I'm here, anything you need landscape-related, you call me. It's funny, or, I heard a guy in, in that landscaping industry that we were consulting with, I heard a guy say, uh, well, I, I was in a meeting and a client asked him, you know, what kind of stuff do y'all do? Like, when should I call you? And the guy said, anything that touches the ground, I can help <laughs> Call you. Call me. <laughs> yeah. So, and and I, I know that guy. It worked out for him. Yeah. His clients were calling him about, well, you know, my, my gutter is giving me problems. What can I do about the gutter? Right. You know, nothing to do with landscaping. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. To, to be that trusted resource um, and and fulfill that expectation. Right. If you set the expectation that I'm going to be your go-to, then yeah, don't just oh well, that's not really related to what I do here. Let me give you a number to call. Well, now you're putting that trust that you've built in the hands of somebody who may or may not answer the phone, may or may not treat that person with the same level of assuredness that you would have. And you're asking for all of the benefit with none of the effort. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 If you want this benefit of having these people that are going to, you know, be your steady clients that are going to come back to you time and again, then put forth the effort to take care of them as they, you know, if they're going to be that big of a part of your income, treat it as such. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And if you're their first thought as go-to for your industry, and of course we talk mostly about the car industry, then who do you think they're going to reference 
when their friend says, hey, you know what? I'm in the market for a car. God, you should call my guy John. Yeah, anything I need, he he takes care of me. Yeah. Now they got a guy. Let me ask you this, Ray. Have you ever heard of an oxbow lake? No. An oxbow lake. So here's what it is. And we can end on this note because it is so powerful. Uh, all right. You know you know how a river, a river doesn't just flow in a straight line, right? Okay. It tends to kind of zigzag, curve back and forth like a snake. Well, right? yeah, it follows the, uh, well, the, contour, the geography, right? Right, right. But then uh, naturally, as it kind of gets going in one direction... It kind of erodes the far side and deposits sediment on the near side of the curve. Okay. On the inside of the curve becomes more sediment. Right. And the outside of the curve gets ground away by the water, eroded. And then it goes back in the other direction and does the same thing that way. So it kind of zigzags back and forth and erodes the outsides and deposits on the inside. Well, what happens after you know thousands of years of this happening is finally it gets so sideways and zigzagged that the shorter path or the contoured path is just to cut straight and you know cut off that curve you know what i'm saying it's so instead of zigzagging way out it's just going to cut off that curve okay and go through an easier path yep well then it starts depositing sediment there and that old long curve it now becomes its own separate it's not part of the river anymore it's just a little curve a curve-shaped lake. That's what an oxbow lake is. You know this? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's cut off from the rest going. of the river. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It goes like this, and then sooner or later it just goes like that. And then this becomes land, and you got a little oxbow lake right there. Okay. Yeah, I think if people had seen you draw it, rather than hear your poor excuse of explaining it, yeah. Um, it would have been much more clear. It's more of a visual medium story. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, don't know. As we're doing the podcast, my screens on my huge 38-inch monitor <laughs> right. is splashing up all of these screensavers. And you're looking savers. at some Oxbow Lakes on there? Yeah, they're all pictures that I took when I was, uh, you know, in the air. I just, I, I like rivers. Yeah, and I take a lot know. of pictures of rivers from the airplane. Okay. I don't see one on this map, on this picture. This isn't a map, is it? It's no, just a picture. No, it's, it's an actual photograph. <laughs> but see, that's going to be an Oxbow Lake sooner or later, because that river's just going to go that way. Okay. Oxbow Lake, you learned something? How about that? Hey, if this podcast is not educational in the sales and training room, at least you can learn some geography. Uh, some useless facts that uh, you otherwise may not have ever heard. Yeah, we had no movie trivia this episode we so. did it i would like to say yes. you know last episode or uh, recording and two before that or two back from that um we were very fortunate to have my wife here yeah i think uh we should release part two no we've already released it oh did we yeah okay yeah well good and uh it's so much more enjoyable when she's here <laughs> Nothing against I, you, John. I agree. Nothing against you, but... Hey, I wish we could have a lot of wives here. <laughs> the more wives, the merrier, Ray. <laughs> uh, if, if you want to sprinkle in some single women in there, too, right. that'd be fine as well. All right. Well, no. you know. No, your wife is a lovely lady. I, uh, I very much appreciate her friendship as yours. Yes. And, and uh, incredibly yeah. knowledgeable. 
Yes. Oh, she's a smart cookie. Yes, she that is. One. Uh, you, I, you married, married up, Ray. I married him up myself. Absolutely, <laughs> I did. Very fortunate. Yeah, I kicked your coverage. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up. I want to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes, we do appreciate you listening, and we hope you'll listen again. like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.